The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of the Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about fake reviews and their impact on SEO. Joining us is Curtis Boyd, who is the founder and CEO of The Transparency Company, which is a company that uses artificial intelligence to determine if a local business, like a doctor, a lawyer, or a contractor, has real or fake positive reviews on Google. And today, Curtis and I are going to discuss how to tell if a review is fake. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Curtis Boyd, the CEO and founder of The Transparency Company. Curtis, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben, for having me. Excited to chat with you. Excited to learn a little bit about fake reviews. As it turns out, having a a positive reputation, something that Google can crawl and search, is really important, not only for local businesses, but for businesses of all types. And that then leads to a big problem that if reviews are incredibly valuable, people want to fake them. Talk to me about what's happening in the fake review world. How prominent of a problem is this? And how do you tell if a review is real or fake? Oh, man. I'll start with how prominent it is. In 2019 and in 2020, Google Maps disclosed that they removed 130 million fake reviews. So that's almost 180,000 fake reviews per day. And in my opinion, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I believe a lot of those fake reviews are still published and still out there. Because of a review's significance and ranking factors, they're abused. You know, so many businesses want the top position. They want to rank number one. They want to appear for these keyword searches. 
they are doing everything that they can to not only generate real reviews from their customers, but unfortunately are using black hat tactics and are purchasing fake reviews from freelancers overseas. Now, everybody who listens to this podcast is obviously always white hat, would never do anything black or gray, and never has bought a fake review. But there are obviously other people that are out there that are doing it and obviously having good results from it. If the idea is fake reviews are bad, but they drive good business results, is there a reason why somebody who is not using fake reviews and is falling behind shouldn't go to the dark side? Yeah, it's hard running an ethical business and looking at your competitors start to outrank you in the reviews, especially when they're using fake reviews. And it it can be tempting to do the same things, to go out there, spend a hundred bucks, get a bunch of reviews and, and start to keep up. But the technology now exists where we can tell if you're using those fake positive reviews and there are consequences now. And we're learning more about those consequences each and every day as we go further down this, this rabbit hole. Some of those consequences include having your GMB or now it's Google business profile suspended entirely for having fake positive reviews, as well as losing your LSA status, your local search ads for businesses who are killing it with local search ads. If your competitors are scanning you and finding fake positive reviews, they could submit a complaint and try to get you booted out of the LSA program. So sometimes you might have reviews from five or six years ago that you forgot about or that your old marketing director that you fired purchased, right? Or maybe an SEO company that you outsourced, maybe they're local, maybe they're overseas. They did it and they didn't even tell you. Sometimes you're not even aware that you might have fake positive reviews on your listings. This is especially true with you know, semi-autonomous franchises where you have these multi-location organizations and the franchise owners do their own marketing. You'd be surprised how many of them will <laughs> absolutely take advantage of that brand, that franchise brand, and then just pump it full of fake positive reviews. It's, uh, the data is pretty overwhelming. All right. So, you know, people are doing this. Honestly, it's probably relatively effective, but there are some potential serious consequences. Talk to me a little about the technology of finding fake reviews. If it's easy to find fake reviews, why are people still doing it? That's a great question. For the last eight years, nobody has had the technology to detect it, right? To make it visible, to to understand who's doing it at scale. Only a handful of Google product experts would take the time to chart this all out and create articles about this. You have people like Mike Blumenthal, Jason Brown, a few, a handful of people who really invested so many hours of their life and only to find an organization, a company like Google that didn't want to do anything about it. They still struggle to get things done even when they have proof of fake reviews. So it's hard to get an administrator to take action. And it's hard to get government involved. It's hard to get newspapers involved. For the most part, people are just getting away with having fake positive reviews scotch-free because there's been no consequence. And mostly because it's been like, well, how do I know if they have fake positive reviews? There's been nothing to tell us. And then after that, it's okay. They have fake positive reviews, but how can you prove 
that they intentionally purchased these fake positive reviews and that someone isn't trying to sabotage them or, or you know, someone randomly posted them there. Like, what proof do you have that they, they went out of their way to purchase these fake reviews? So it's been interesting to see how the laws are changing now to make more businesses accountable for the reviews and their advertising that they use to drive you know, awareness for their business. So it used to be that when you look for fake reviews, and, and this happens in podcasting, I know it happens for local businesses, e-commerce, I'm sure on Amazon, there's a million fake reviews. Amazon's very specific about their review guidelines. But generally what you see with reviews, if you're just kind of scanning through, is you get a lot of, this product's awesome, or podcast number one, or AA++++ seller, whatever it may be. And it's like, all right, those are fake reviews. And then when somebody actually goes on and writes a real review, you could tell based on the quality of the copywriting. I'm assuming that there are more sophisticated ways to tell if reviews are fake other than A++++, number one eBay seller. Talk to me about how you actually tell if a review is fake or not. Absolutely. So there's two types of metrics that we use. We use content metrics, which is like the review content and behavioral metrics, which is the categories of businesses they review and the locations of the businesses that they review. But talking about content, we use NLP. NLP is natural language processing. It's AI and machine learning that allows us to predict the number of unique authors or authorship styles within a data set. So if you have a business with 100 reviews, you should have 100 human beings with unique writing styles. AI can separate my writing style versus your writing style. So when it sees the same writing style on 50 out of those 100 reviews, it's a big red flag. We also use AI to detect bot reviews. There's a lot of new NLP, fun new AI coming out, especially with GTP3. What we're able to do is separate human written reviews versus bot generated reviews. So if we see a lot of AI writing or what we think are essentially phrases and, and sentences put together by you know something like GTP3, we're able to identify it and label it as a bot review versus a human review. And that's been a lot of fun too in the recent weeks. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
You mentioned GTP3. Talk to me about what GTP3 is and, and how is that actually creating the fake reviews? Sure. So GTP3 is an NLP model that's provided by Open.ai, and it's an incredible technology. So GTP stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, and this is their third version. Every time they release a new update, it gets more and more sophisticated as the training data usually involves many more billions of uh, inflection points or ways that they can create relationships out of more words. You know, if AI can understand the difference between California and Sacramento or a king and a queen, it can start to really understand whole sentences and, and be able to create content on its own, which is what they've been able to do very well. GTP3 can write content pretty accurately up to a certain amount of characters. That's when it, it kind of starts to fall apart still. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that there's a couple different ways that fake reviews are being created. You're outsourcing to probably someone overseas, cheaper labor, you can get a real person that's writing real copy, probably not a great native English speaker most of the time, not to stereotype or bias, but you're getting not great grammar and syntax and somebody with a VPN that is posting the content as if they lived, you know, here in the United States or whatever market you're in. And then there is the actual use of artificial intelligence to create the reviews. Uh, when you're trying to figure out, you know, whether it's the human created reviews or whether it's the the fake bot GTP3 type reviews, is one being used more effectively and then are, is one easier to catch? Right now, it's really easy to catch bot reviews. It's a little bit harder to separate human authorship styles. Bot reviews are really easy to catch. So we've published a lot of uh, formal peer-reviewed publication on, on our bot detection models and, and working with a bunch of uh, universities. That's been a, a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, you know, it's much harder to pull apart reviews written by human beings and try to like, create distinctive authorship profiles and then segment them and create relationships. with It's, it's a bit harder. So I, I'd say what's more effective? Identifying bot reviews is a lot more effective. And then if you think about the two different metrics types, there's not only content, but there's behavior. And behavior is really more visually appealing. And the data is also, you know, you get these much wider ranges. One of the things that we do is we look to see if a business reviewed or the same group of people reviewed the same group of businesses. People who sell fake reviews, they'll use the same profiles with multiple customers. So when you buy a fake review, not only are they going to use that profile to review you, but they're going to use that profile to review you other of their customers. So now you're included in this, what is kind of like a PBN in the SEO world, right? A, a link network. Now you're in a review network, or sometimes we call them review pods. And now we can document all the other businesses that are in your review pod and who else is purchasing fake positive reviews. It's very embarrassing and it's very obvious and it allows us to really get them taken down quite quickly. It's, it's one of the most visually appealing parts of our report. Also, another thing that we, we look at for a behavior metric that we look for are anonymous profiles. Google allows you to switch on anonymous or be, be anonymous and not display all the reviews for all the businesses you, you've re reviewed. We see this happen 1% to 2% uh, across the board for companies with real reviews. So if you have you know 1,000 reviews, it might happen 10 times. But for businesses who are purchasing fake reviews, we'll see they'll have 60 reviews 
and 50 of them will be anonymous. And are you kidding me? Come on. That's it's just a coincidence. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we can use this data and a lot of people are ordering competitor data. They're getting their competitors, GM, Google business profile suspended, getting those fake reviews taken down. And not only that, but like I said earlier, they're going after the, if they're on the LSA program, they're going after their ability to participate in that. It's interesting that it's not just, you know, who is writing the review that you're using, whether they're anonymous, whether they're a profile that's being reviewed, but you're also able to look at basically the classifications or the types of businesses that they're reviewing. Like if I've reviewed 15 pizza places, I'm probably either a pizza enthusiast, a chef, or I'm a bot or a fake reviewer. When you think about figuring out which account is real and which is fake based on the type of reviews they leave, is there any sort of rhyme or reason to what you're reviewing? Yeah. So we absolutely look at category diversity. Like you said, it's really fishy when you write for 15 pizza places. 15 pizza places is actually probably a lot more normal than 15 dentists, which you probably see more often, or 15 garage door companies or 15 plumbing companies. I've probably eaten at 15 local pizza places. I'm just just obsessed with But have you reviewed 15 pizza places? Don't answer that. I don't want to call you out for using (laughs) fake reviews. You're right on the money, though. That's exactly the reason why we look at the labeled categories on these businesses that they're reviewing. See what's going on. Does this look organic? Does the category diversity here look organic? We even, on top of that metric, we have another metric called the, the TIS metric that allows us to see if other types of categories are being synthetically planted just to try and make the account look more organic. And what I mean is that someone will create a business uh, fake account, write a review for their customer first, and then they'll write a review for uh, a bridge, a landmark, or a local park, right? Or maybe a local coffee shop, and then they'll, they'll never come back for three years. But they write reviews now for people who aren't their customers just to make it appear more more natural. And uh, we have ways of identifying that as well. So it's uh, all these fun types of categories are are labeled and, and we can have a better idea of who's the customer and who's just there coincidentally. It's fascinating to hear all the different ways to spot fake reviews. And I know that there are people that are out there that are like, look, fake reviews are just part of the game. It's how we keep up with the Joneses. If my competitor is using fake reviews, so should I. But there are some real consequences that can happen if you do them. And that's what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Curtis Boyd, the CEO and founder of the Transparency Company. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Curtis and I are going to talk about what the consequences are for using fake reviews. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Curtis, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Databoyd, that's D-A-T-A-B-O-Y-D, or you could visit his company's website, which is askfortransparency.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. 
Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestion or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.